This is the Best Run Podcast. Brought to you by SAP. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's edition of the Best Run Podcast. Brought to you by SAP. Today, we have two people joining us on the podcast. We have Liz Miller, who's a training and adoption lead for SAP Australia New Zealand. And Scott Bingley, who's a Senior Lecturer of Information Systems and the Director of the SAP ACC. So we'll go on to explain what that is. And the SAP ACC is part of Victoria University. So welcome both. Thank you. Scott, why don't you give us a bit of background about yourself? Yep, uh, I'm a Senior Lecturer in uh, Information Systems in the Business School. Like most people, you wear many different hats in your career. So I do research into small business and technology adoption. Uh, I look after the... SAP Academic Competency Centre, the ACC. This department uh, delivers SAP solutions for teaching for universities around APJ. So we've got about 160 happy universities with us uh, and also look after our um, SAP NextGen Lab in the city as well, in our brand new tower. Fabulous. And Liz, how about yourself? So like Scott, I've done a few things, but I've been doing them for longer. So I've been in the IT industry for more than 20 years, working with government and companies to help them innovate and run better. Prior to that, I actually worked in manufacturing and logistics for nearly 10 years. And I've also had small businesses in fitness, importing, eco-friendly, dry cleaning. So a very varied career means I've got a broad view of how prevalent the need for digital skills is across the economy. Great. So what we'd like to do is to start off the discussion talking about what the digital skills of the future are, go into the training and development of digital skills, talk a little bit about the SAP Academy, and then we'll wrap up. So, Scott, first question to you. What are some of the key digital skills that will be in demand for the future? Well, we've seen the, the pandemic hasten digital transformation in business. Um, we've seen it in small business. Um, these are very typically digitally conservative businesses uh, that had to pivot and do their digital transformation very, very quickly. So we saw that at the start of the pandemic. They've all pivoted online. So going from there, big businesses are starting to transform as well, not only for their customers, but for their staff. Working from home is becoming more of the norm and businesses need to enable employees to do this. Therefore, I see some of the digital skills of the future um, would be having business digital systems align with their employees and, and um, customers and suppliers. So as professionals, adapting to these changes is critical. So we see we need people who can speak both languages, IT, IS, and business as well. Therefore, project managers become very important. Functional and business consultants become very important. Business analysts are, will be in, in greater demand than ever. So people who can speak both languages work on these projects that are starting to kick along now. The pandemic's uh, coming to an end or starting to ease uh, will be very in demand in the future. And Scott, you mentioned one of the trends is working from home. Are there any others that you have seen? Yeah, so we see businesses are starting to move from just keeping going for the last two years to starting to invest, add value getting their businesses better as they were before the pandemic. So international borders were closed for two years and these projects are starting to, to kick along and start up again. So we're seeing a bit of a perfect storm of lots of projects starting to happen and then not many people to do these projects. So we've, we've heard the term war on talent is becoming a bit more of the norm, particularly in the SAP world. So I see trends for the future will be using data to generate value, 
or breeding how your businesses do. This can either be mining your data, finding diamonds in the rough sort of thing and working out opportunities for your customers. Business automation is probably another one. So having your employees automate business processes, reducing time and money on manual processes and getting them to do more thinking work, that sort of grey decision-making rather than procedure-driven sort of stuff. And of course, security. I think cybersecurity has become a bit more of a, a hot topic at the moment, particularly with Optus and Medibank. So I think those are the sort of three we're looking at with um, business automation, working on projects and project management, and also cyber security. And Liz, what do you think are the most important digital skills for business? Well, digital skills are so prevalent and I think a lot of people are not aware that or don't think about the fact that they use digital devices every single day and that digital doesn't necessarily mean IT or programming. So it's the digital skills around understanding how your business works, digitising that and then getting visibility of what's going on in the business that may not have been visible in the first place because there's an enormous amount of information that needs to be collected by a lot of organisations um, and through digitising their business, they can see that. So, for example, um, digitising the supply chain in the warehouse allows people to see if things are working as well as they should be, how to improve process, how to deliver in innovation to get goods where they need to be faster, make sure there's no, um, well, again, COVID-exposed um, vulnerabilities in the supply chain, being able to see those vulnerabilities, being able to see um, that how well you're managing your asset, assets and predictive maintenance. So it's combining, as Scott said, that ability to the knowledge of the business. So you run the warehouse or you're the, the maintenance team and feeding back information that you can then use to make better decisions and innovate further. Obviously, it's a, it's a very um, fluid field and it changes mm -hmm. constantly. So how are businesses going to stay ahead of these changes? Well, they really need to introduce or maintain, some maintain, some need to introduce a culture of constant learning with cloud software the innovations and the upgrades come out every three to six months and for the teams, the IT and business teams, to be able to take advantage of those innovations within their organisation means they need to be constantly learning and constantly upskilling. And that's easier because it's more incremental, it's building on what they they already know and being a, and having that commitment to constant upskilling and micro-learnings makes it much easier for business to be as clever as it needs to be. But understanding that it's no longer a role in a big project or a new um, finance system and it's one and done. It's not one and done anymore. It's that constant learning, constant looking for opportunities, which makes people's jobs far more interesting as well. And Scott, what would you say are the top three digital skills that employees really need to succeed? Yeah, currently, they're, I think they're digital literacy. So not only saying that you know how to use Excel just won't cut it anymore. I think moving forward to business intelligence systems like the SAP Analytics Cloud, getting meaning from data, visualizing that data, telling a story about that data, which brings into digital literacy is probably the next one. Oh, no, data literacy, sorry. So being able to find data, tell your story, to be able to show your managers, their managers, certain opportunities, 
issues, problems um, as well. But also I think the the last one is probably the most important is having the empowerment or confidence to be able to use these new types of systems. So Liz just mentioned um, the systems, you know, different applications and software change quite quickly. There's updates with cloud technologies every couple of months or every couple of weeks. So therefore having this empowerment and confidence to, to try these new applications and technologies, I think is very important as well. And then the more systems you sort of learn on and continuously learn on, uh, the more confidence you'll get in this, that you, you won't break these systems. You're not going to cause a major problem. There are test environments, but I think having this empowerment and confidence using these systems will be important. And obviously, it's not just the employee that benefits from digital skills. So the company also benefits. So Liz, what are some of those benefits you think that the company can accrue by having these employees with digital skills? Well, it, it removes the reliance on, um, which again, COVID exposed, on overseas consultants, overseas um, systems, and the people within the organisation know that organisation best. So teaching them the digital skills is actually going to deliver a lot more value to the business. An HR consultant in Australia upskilling in success factors, for example, already knows Australian industrial relations laws, Australian HR laws. The accountants upskilling in SAP finance already know Australian um, corporate accounting laws and financial regulations. So it's much faster for the business to innovate by teaching that way than bringing someone in who may have the technical skills or the, the functional skills but doesn't actually understand the business. And training will always increase retention of valuable knowledge within the organisation People want to feel valued and appreciated rather than bringing people in from the outside and having access to a broader range of talent and keeping talent by making the workplace flexible. So you can be anytime, anywhere. You can work around school drop-offs and pickups. You can retain the best team members by being flexible and keeping the best people there. And as we said before, Scott, the digital skill change all the time. How does Victoria University help in this regard in supporting businesses and individuals to develop and maintain those digital skills? Yep. Question. Well, we are a university, so that's pretty much our core objective is to upskill the next generation and train the new generation. Um, we even have a Masters of ERP. So we use a lot of SAP technologies for that. VU Polytechnic has collaborated with SAP as well and uh, introducing some 12-week courses in finance, and this is part of the $63 million digital job program for the Department of Jobs, Precincts and Regions. Uh, so we're working, the three of us are working all together to deliver them, and we see them as a pathway into certification, which the SAP Academy at VU offer. We also have short courses in ERP where you, you can do a bit of an overview of S for HANA, but still get a university qualification out of that. But now we're starting to move into... Um, uh, certification as well. And is this all part of the Academic Competence Centre? Uh, the Academic Competence Centre is more uh, offer business services to other universities. So we exclusively manage all the systems that universities and APJ will use for teaching. So if they want to use s for hana for a supply chain or an accounting or an ERP subject, we'll give them the uh, the access to those systems. So it's a, it's a great community as part of the SAP University Alliance. Uh, in our region, we've got about 160 universities that use our services. 
Uh, we have conference every year, which is always good to get everyone back down to Melbourne uh, from around APJ. So it's a good business area we've got. And SAP have entrusted us to do it because um, we knew they know we do a good job at it. And why did you choose SAP? Why did you choose to partner with SAP? Uh, well, back in 1997, we chose to partner with SAP. So we've got, uh, that's where we started to have our Masters of ERP. And SAP is a global force in ERP. So we uh, decided to start using their technologies as teaching resources for that. And because of that, we've extended this partnership to have the ACCs we've already mentioned, plus Australia's only SAP NextGen Innovation Lab. So this is where we run industry projects for SAP customers for our capstone final year project in our master's one. So we've worked with many organizations. Uh, this semester, we're working with SAP actually on a fire disaster recovery um, um, projects. So we're looking at how bushfires happen in Australia, how to pre prevent them, fallout from them, all that sort of stuff. And we're using the analytics cloud, SAP analytics cloud, to, to analyze a lot of this data. And plus the digital program, we're working with BU Polytechnic. So we're, we're part of a lot of partnerships with SAP. And they've only become stronger over time. Liz, from your perspective, uh, did you want to add anything more on the SAP Academy? Yes, the other... Um aspect of the SAP Academy is that whilst we all know who SAP is and how big it is, as an organisation, we can be quite invisible to the student population and to the general population of the opportunities that are available. So partnering with Victoria University allows us to um, provide upskilling in SAP, which is used very broadly in Western Victoria, Western Melbourne, um, a lot of our biggest customers sit out not far from Victoria University. Victoria University is a very long-term partner, understands SAP technology and understands the linkages to business. And that helps us to promote SAP as a valid career path at a much earlier stage with a partner that genu genuinely understands and has access to a huge number of students who've never heard of us, as we nickname ourselves the coolest software company you've never heard of. So raising that awareness through this really great partnership is very, very important. Um, so that's one of the outcomes. Are there any other outcomes from the partnership that you want to highlight? Well, the, ma the main one is that um, broader awareness, increasing diversity in our ecosystem. Um, SAP roles are very accessible for um, students and mid-career changers who have business experience in accounting, HR, etc. And as I mentioned, it'll assist our customers in Victoria, who are some of the largest employers, to have access to a local local pool of people and also to be able to upskill their own people locally rather than bringing people in from elsewhere. That's also part of the program we're working with. DJPR, as Scott mentioned, and VU Poly is in digital apprenticeships as well. And Scott, these digital courses that are running through Victoria University, who is typically enrolling in them and how yep. can other businesses and employees who aren't enrolled get involved? Uh, so we're seeing early and mid-career people who want to come into the SAP world. There's always been a shortage of people in the SAP world in Australia and Victoria. 
this has only gotten worse with the pandemic and the borders closing. Um, so access to that overseas talent has dried up. Um, and then we're seeing all these projects start up again. So we're seeing lots of projects now and even uh, a small pool of staff, people to do these. So VU with SAP did uh, have launched the SAP Academy at VU and therefore we're offering global SAP certifications through that. So people can jump into the SAP world and be certified by us as well. And therefore they've, they can prove they can do that. They have these SAP skills. We also offer not just for individuals and professionals, but for all corporates and businesses who want to upskill their employees. So instead of having an employee out for a week doing a certification, we can offer a custom journey for your staff, do only a couple of modules or a custom journey. So if your business has just implemented S4HANA, we can um, have a, a range of employees uh, undertake the overview for S4HANA. And then maybe diverse, uh, you know, specialized in their department. So you have the finance people have an overview of the finance module, uh, HR one for HCM or supply chain. So it's not always about certification for us. We can develop custom journeys for your employees as well. Yeah, I'll just add to that, Vashenko, it's that um, people have different ways of learning and to be able to bring them into that blended environment within BU of either doing a course which may suit their personality for three days and they need to allocate that time out of the office or to come in and work with Victoria University being mentored through a blended training program is really meeting the needs of the shifting landscape for upskilling and this need for constant learning and micro stackable skills, they're called, and micro learnings is the other academic term, I think, most recently. Yeah. Um, but it's really important because it allows um, the the environment that Victoria University provides is, is holistic and can support people through that journey. They may meet colleagues from other, um, other local organisations as well and then um, move into the SAP user groups, et cetera, which, as you know, are a very important place for people to discuss and exchange their um, their experiences and their knowledge, which Scott is also heavily involved with. Yep. Uh, I sit on the um, the executive one, the C-level group as well. So, uh, and I'll be presenting about this on at the user group in Melbourne yes. in November, which will be fun. But we also have these these learnings and teachings and um, at our brand new v VU City Tower as well, which opened up on the 26th of April this year. So it's a very, very new facility um, and it's built for the, it's, a, it's the highest, it's a tallest vertical campus, I think, in Australia, been told. So, uh, yeah, I think that's really important, having those flexible options. I think people, you know, nowadays really want to pick and choose what they what they want to be, uh, what they want to do and how they want to learn. So any final thoughts from either of you on digital skills development? I think the main one for me and what I see um, from having worked with, with Scott and also with government is there's still a perception that digital skills are programming skills and they're not. Digital skills is anything you touch in the organisation. If you look at your payslip online, that's a digital skill. It's been configured that way by someone who understands HR. It's not necessarily that technical. Those business analysts, project managers, there's huge scope for great up, um, great long-term careers with the SAP technologies that I, I believe are genuinely untapped 
locally. People go off and spend tens of thousands on an MBA that mightn't mightn't necessarily, it might, but mightn't necessarily get them a pay rise. If they qualify as an SAP consultant, I guarantee you right now with the 10,000 open jobs on SEEK, <laughs> they will be snapped up very quickly. Yep, I agree. So it's not all technical and computer science. It's the configuring and uh, putting and making sure businesses can run digitally, particularly in this mm. post-pandemic world. Great. Thank you both for joining us. Uh, and great to chat to you about digital skills love to get you back in the future and hear some more about what you're doing thanks for listening and i hope you enjoyed that podcast and you've been listening to the best run podcast brought to you by sap you've been listening to the best run podcast brought to you by sap